pants with double lines, trailer McDonald's, rest stop trailer, double wide. So I met him, my mom one time, really. I heard him so damn bad, I had to call my mom, told her in the dresser, it's 10 to $20 that they ain't no lesser. It's for to take my sister. Good morning. Morning, everyone. How you doing? Let's see. We got Abe here, Alex Swaim, Amanda B, William Shelby. Rocks in the infield. How you doing? Jill, good to see you. Thanks for the title yesterday. Norm Shaver. What's up, everyone? We got baseball back. Not Mr. Moon here. Kyle's in the Periscope. Patrick B is in the Periscope. We got Richard from Illinois on Facebook. How's everyone doing? I was up all night. That's a lie. But... I opened with a bold-faced lie. I wasn't up all night. I slept fine. I like, went to sleep at midnight. I woke up at 6 o'clock. That's my schedule now. Wasn't up all night. Instant lie to start the show. I apologize. This is the morning show. It's bits of everything I like. Little small bites. History. Geography. American towns. Music. Books. Baseball. This is the Felice Brothers playing. Big Felice Brothers fan. I haven't listened to a lot of their newer stuff, but I went on a huge kick at one point. Uh, I was excited last night, and I was laying in bed before I fell asleep just thinking about 30-man rosters and lineups and how they're going to utilize starting pitchers and bullpens and the schedules and how they play out, and it felt so good to think about baseball and not labor negotiations. It felt so damn good. I was so excited about it. So uh, I'm excited to keep doing that on all all of our other shows. It's whatever day of the week it is today. Wednesday, I believe. And I still have out-of-date graphics on the screen. But Talking Baseball did come out. We actually dropped it early because we were excited about baseball coming back. It wasn't 100% official when we dropped it. So we were still... the, The episode was less excitement about the actual baseball play and more a conversation about how like wrapping up labor negotiations, who won, who didn't won, what they got, how, why we think each move made the decision they made and that stuff. John Moyne Jig radio will be coming up later today, 10 o'clock as always. There's no watching baseball, even though it says it on the screen and talking sports. It says is a Wednesday release, but I think that might've been a one-off. Looks like no talking sports. So the graphics just a complete lie. I've uh, somehow some for some reason I've taken that out of my repertoire in the morning of editing that. I make all the other graphics and and set up the the show. I forget to change that. My bad. Anyway, there's no Braves fans in the chat. Oh, okay. I think there might be. There might be some Braves fans. You never know. Uh, let's just go straight to the town. We're, uh, you know how uh, a while ago someone called producer Luke out for doing a lot of border, doing a lot of coastal towns. Well, now he's just doing border towns. I think I don't know if this is on purpose though. But Texarkana, Texas, it is 71 degrees and sunny, not a cloud in the sky in Texarkana, and Texarkana, you bet it, you guessed it. It is right in the middle of Texas and Arkansas. It actually splits. It's like um, Kansas City. 
Like it's one big city that splits two states. And yeah, we're obsessed with border towns on this now. They have a Walmart Supercenter, so that's huge. A lot of green grass. They got a country club. I'm trying to find the border. What is the street on the border? I'm hoping it's like a high school on the border. I'm hoping it is a street with bars on it, and there's some fun bars. But no, it looks like it's just State Line Ave. Oh, that's a good name for it. Hell of a name. How do border towns fucking work, man? This Sonic is in Texas, but this restaurant is in Arkansas. Looks like a nice neighborhood. Texarkana is famous, most famous, for something not that fun. There's a serial killer back in the 70s, I believe, or 50s. Called the the Moonlight Murders in Texarkana, and they never found him. Bummer. Total bummer that he killed like eight people. Couples. Kind of like Son of Sam. Like, I think he targeted couples. Young couples. But they never found him. Tiger Stadium. Who plays there? Who plays at Tiger Stadium in Texarkana, Texas? Do you guys know? Tiger Stadium, Texarkana Stadium. Da, 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 is it high school? Home of the Tigers. Texas football stadium. Just high school. Just the high school. I forgot that, you know, they have stadiums for high school football. Not used to that. Anyone from Texarkana in the chat? I live in Texarkana. Just joking. I lied. The town that dreaded sundown. Someone commented, yeah, that's the that's the movie about the murders. This kid survived. Jimmy Hollis. The first two people survived. James Mack. Great name. Jimmy Mack. What a great name. Jimmy Mack Hollis. Great name. He survived. And his girlfriend, Mary Larry. Mary Jean. Jimmy Mack and Mary Jean. Damn. Great couple names. Uh, they both survived, but they both died at uh, early age, 54 and 38. So, I don't know. Maybe it led to that. Yeah, they get. I don't. I don't really want to do a whole thing on murders and stuff because that's kind of sad and and not a fun way to start the morning. Like people love true crime, but I don't know if it's a if it's a morning matter. Five killed, three wounded, from. Oh, it was in 1946. Damn. There was one, uh, the first murder victim, the way they found him. I'm not going to share it, but I was reading before as I was sitting here setting it up, and it, it made me very sad. So if you want, if you don't want to be sad, I guess don't read it. But the way they found the body made me very sad. Um, so that sucks for Texarkana that when you Google Texarkana, that's what happens. Let's see if anything's been in the news lately. Texarkana, local news. Give it to us. Food boxes to be distributed. Oh, awesome. We found a happy, we found a happy, happy uh, pair, a pair story in Texas. A boy with the rare bone marrow disease has found a match. Awesome. We've turned the tide. 
Ryan Williams was headed to Boston Children's Hospital for a life-saving surgery when we first spoke with the family in February. They didn't have a match or even the funds for the surgery. Now they have both. Yes. Hell yeah, Ryan. Congrats. Cool. That's what's going on in Texarkana. Uh, uh-oh. Spoiler. I don't even know if I wrote anything else for notes. The city and its Arkansas counterpart form the core of the Texarkana Metropolitan Statistical Area, encompassing all of Bowie County, Texas. A lot of baseball players from Texarkana. You ready? You ready for all the baseball players? Will Middlebrooks, Craig Monroe, Dustin Mosley, Drew Stubbs, Michael Waka, Eddie Matthews. Are any of them the same age? That's my next question. Let's just do Will Middlebrooks baseball reference. Are any of these, let's see, high school, high school, high school, Liberty Alau? Nope. Maybe he didn't go to the same high school as them. But Melvin Bunch went to the same high school. What were some of those other names? Dustin... Waka is probably the next one we want to do. Not Dustin Mosley, although Yankee, great. Waka currently on the Mets. People forget about that. He went to Pleasant Grove High School in Texarkana. Cool. How many teammates? Phil Norton. What other? They got to have a ton of high schools, I guess. What other high schools did all these people go to? Tonsi Reed. It's a fun name. Tonsi Reed. Birth name, Tonsi, T-O-N-C-I-E, from from Texarkana, drafted in the 31st round by the Houston Astros, didn't make it out of A-ball. His stats in low A were pretty good as a 20-year-old. Then he had a bad season. And he was drafted in the 31st round, so they didn't really invest much into old Tonsi. So they probably were like, we don't really care about your development. Let's see what Tonsi looked like, because that's a crazy name. Tonsi Reed. Tonsi? Am I saying this wrong? Some weird Google images come up. Oh, it's just trading card databases. Looks like he was a lefty. Tonsi. All right, so we went from Texarkana to Michael Walker to Tonsi Reed, and that's, I guess, everything that we're going to cover about Texarkana. We're not going to do the murders. Too quiet. Too quiet. I got to turn the music off. Too was too quiet. And that's all I have to say about that. Preston Wilson, player of the day. What do you mean someone in Periscope comment caught my eye and now I need to find it. Where the fuck was it? It's pronounced Bowie County. Texarkana is sort of sketchy. Okay, Periscope. Tiger Stadium is the high school. I guess I could have been looking at this. The authentic way to pronounce it is Texarkana. Okay. What was I saying? Texarkana? Texarkana. I appreciate the help. Uh, it's pronounced Bowie. Michael Walker used to, lived on my street. 
Where's the comment that caught my eye that I can't find anymore? No idea. Watching from the hospital had my son a few hours ago. Hell yeah. I don't know. You might be lying, but if you're true, congrats, man. That's awesome. Hope everyone's healthy and happy and things are going fantastic for you. And uh, let us know the name. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, Preston Wilson is the player. Uh, it's more Texarkana. You were saying Texarkana. Cool. Got it. Um, Preston Wilson. Preston Wilson, the most fun fact about him is that his his stepdad is Mookie Wilson, and Mookie Wilson is also his uncle. So his father had relations with his mother, and then his mother married his father's brother. So his, so Mookie Wilson is, is his stepdad and his uncle, all wrapped into one. So that's cool. Uh, he's also a one-time All-Star, and he also won the World Series. He also is an analyst on TV. He once said something controversial regarding slavery and sliders. That was uh, It was a clear, like, hype, hyperbolic joke, but touchy subject, so he apologized for it. Those are, like, the first things that come up. He led the league in strikeouts in 2000. He led the league in RBIs in 2003. How about that? That's cool. He had 141 RBIs. In 2003, led the league in RBIs, playing for the Colorado Hockeys in in uh, 2003 at 28 years old. Played 155 games that season, 282 batting average, 113 OPS plus. Hey, career OPS plus of 103. That's fun to look at. I'm sure he enjoys seeing that once uh, you know OPS plus came into the picture, and he's like, "Shit, what was mine?" Okay, hell yeah, 103. His career stats are pretty good. 189 home runs. He had 36 when he went to Colorado. So he went from the Marlins to Colorado and enjoyed that high altitude, I guess. Put on a hitting display. That's the year he was an all-star. I wonder how hot his start was that year that he got the all-star voting. 2003 splits. Split, 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 split. First half, second half. Let's see. In the first half of his best season of his career, oh, yeah, 949 OPS, 366 on base percentage, 23 home runs by the break, 147 OPS plus. He had a good second half. I mean, I had a 102, but it was a, well, no, a lot of his numbers died. Besides, it's a good first half. Oh, and like a lot, hit eleven home runs in July. Like that Colorado air, in losses he had a two twenty six batting average. Damn. What count? You think he has a lot of three zero hits? We interviewed someone recently, Neil Walker. Uh, he was like one for one in 3-0 count. So, like, when he swung at a ball and put it in play on a 3-0 count, he only did that once in his entire career. 
Preston did it twice. No, no. He did it three he put he put a 3-0 pitch in play three times. Two times he got hits. So one time he swung at a 3-0 pitch, put it in play. It was an out. Probably felt bad about it. He only put a 3-0 pitch in play three times. How do you find like the leader in that? Kind of interested in that. There's definitely a way to find it. Let's see. Uh, runners in scoring position. He wow, runners in scoring position. He was pretty good, dude. He had a one dot zero one eight OPS. Good shit, Preston. Three fourteen batting average. Came to play when men were on. That's cool. All right, what about runners in scoring position with? Two outs. Two outs, second and third. Whoo! Well, he only had eight at-bats, but he's got a eight for, seven for eight. Two out runners on second and third. Okay, so two outs. I want two out runners in scoring position. Where to find that? I guess it's the combo of these. Or this. Either way, the dude was really good. Two outs, a runner on second, 1.042 OPS. Two outs, runner on third, 938 OPS. Two outs, runner on first and third. If there was a run, he was very good in runners in, with runners in scoring position. It's right there, Jimmy. It's the next fucking line. Scroll down and you'll find it in two seconds. You don't need to try to do shitty math. Two outs, runners in scoring position, 990 OPS, 382 on base percentage. Preston Wilson loved hitting with runners in scoring position and two outs. That's cool. Then they have their high leverage stats, which is kind of bullshit. I like those. Uh, those are kind of bullshit too, power and finesse. What team did he have the most homers? Diamondbacks, five home runs against the Diamondbacks. All right, one more thing on Preston Wilson versus pitcher. Want to see how he did against Hall of Fame pitchers? Uh, pitcher status, Hall of Famer, get results. Preston Wilson versus Hall of Famers. He faced Glavin Maddox, Randy Johnson, John Smoltz, Pedro Martinez, Trevor Hoffman, and Mike Mussina. And he had 12 hits off Randy Johnson. 293 batting average versus Randy. How about that? That was pretty cool. One home run off Randy Johnson. We got video of some highlight here. Wilson's three-run walk-off home run versus the Cubs in 2001. Goes oppo with it. Nice little bat drop. Marlins fans showing up in droves. And a walk-off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Is this a Miami Marlins game or a WWE crowd? You tell me. No shots fired. I just think that you could switch out this crowd reaction for baseball or WWE and you'd have it. So excited. 
little swagger, a little look how he rounds second. A little Edward and Canarsion parrot like keep that shoulder and swagger. Oh, that is such a fucking look at this haircut on this kid. I had that my whole life until I was like twelve. Classic late nineties, early two thousands haircut. It's like a bowl cut, but then they shave underneath. What was that haircut called? It's not a true bowl cut because they shave underneath. Or is that whatever? So that's exciting. Here's a replay. A little outside fastball. Bam. Goes oppo. Girl in the front row celebrates way early. Good for her. Early on it. She celebrated before he even celebrated. Super. Watch it. I like this little lean he does. Cut away. Dude, this is a common theme. If you guys ever watch watching baseball with Jake and I, they every time I point something out that I want to see in the replay, they cut away from it, and they just straight up don't show it. Shout out Foolish Baseball. Just saw his video in there. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's Preston Wilson. And that's all I have to say about that. We get it. You didn't like the Cubs, Wisconsin sports fan. They probably don't like you either, so keep being negative. What? Are you talking to me or someone? Okay, you're talking about someone in the chat. I was very confusing. I was like, you don't like, you don't like, I don't like the Cubs. I like the Cubs. Sure. I like the Cubs. You have me thinking about it. I don't dislike the Cubs. Ian Happ sending me coffee. Because, uh... Sick of drinking bodega coffee out of my thing. And I want iced coffee. I got to get, I have a cold brew maker somewhere in the house. Should bring it to the office. That's what I should do. And I should actually like get on top of actually making the cold brew, letting it simmer, putting it in the little scientific vase thing that it comes in, putting it in the fridge, diluting it. I was real good about that one summer. The book today. I don't have the physical copy of it, which pisses me off. I don't know where it is. I'm such a hoarder of books because, I mean, as you guys have seen, every time I read a book, I write it and I flag it. I mark things down. I'll pick them up. I'll find quotes I liked. I'll, I'll just, like, quickly reimmerse myself into some characters and scenes that I like. I do it all the time. So that's why whenever I talk about a book, I like having a physical copy. I thought about doing this book because I was like, we're doing too much poems lately because they're kind of quick. They're easy. And I was like, maybe there's actually people that want, like, uh, a recommendation. You know, I'm going to the shore every summer, sitting on the beach. And well, I don't sit on the beach. I just go in the ocean and I come back home. I'm not a sit-on-the-beacher. But if you want a, a good beach book, quick read, A Drink Before the War is the first of Dennis Lehane's Kenzie and Gennaro novels. I've talked about those before because I talked about a different Dennis Lehane book on here. But I read these maybe four years ago. And they start, and you're like, I like the world that he builds, and then they're thrillers or they're like investigations, so there's like an ending that you need to find, which I think, especially for people don't don't read a lot and just want to like dive into a story, because now I'm doing a lot of nonfiction and poems. I don't think that's for people that just want to start, but these books, this whole series, they all gripped me. This one's kind of, it's... um. So what's the plot of this one? Let me try and rethink it. Haven't read it in a while. Only read it once. Detectives, the first one. They're in Boston. Oh, this one's political. So there's um, there's a housekeeper who has pictures 
um, that politicians are trying to get rid of. The politicians hire the private detectives to get get the pictures. As soon as they find the pictures, shit goes wild, and then they have to. They're like, and then a gang war breaks out because the politicians are involved with the underground gang. It sounds like wild, but it's actually very good. So. Um, Dennis Lehane's great. If you've never heard of Dennis Lehane, he does so... Like, you've heard of Dennis Lehane's work. You just haven't heard of Dennis Lehane. Like, I'll tell you what you've probably heard of. You've heard of Gone Baby Gone. You've heard of uh, Live by Night, which I think was a bad movie. You've heard of Mystic River. You've heard of Shutter Island. The Drop, which is Gandolfini's last movie. Maybe you haven't heard of that. Um... The Wire, he wrote four episodes of The Wire. Shutter Island, I already said that. Boardwalk Empire, you've heard of that. He's written that. Uh, Mr. Mercedes, probably maybe you haven't heard of that. The Outsider was just on HBO. Like, he does a lot of good shit. So, if you want a quick read that I think is gripping, how many pages did it? I'm a page snob. Huge, huge page snob when it comes to books. Because I want to be able to carry it around with me. Put it in my pocket. Uh, You know, I don't wear a purse or anything so I can't be bringing big books around a so I a drink a lot of times when I look at books on Amazon I I command F to search and then I type the word pages and I find out this one says 368 pages which feels longer than I think it actually is maybe that's a weird version of it but I couldn't find all. I, I, I have every book of this series. There's like six that have these detectives, and this is the first one. I couldn't find them. Pisses me off. And when I do that, I usually reorder a used copy of the book just to put it back on my bookshelf because I'm a, I'm a psycho. It's a big waste of money. I don't know why I do that, but I do that. Cool. Gone Baby Gone was written by Lehane. Yeah, Gone Baby Gone is part of this detective series, uh, Jill asked in the chat. It's, um, I think it might maybe the fourth one. So, you know, Casey Affleck and, and um, I can't remember her name right now, their character, they're Kenzie and Gennaro. Where was I? But, yeah, it was, uh, it's a whole series of the two of them. There are one, two, three, four, five. There's six. And Gone Baby Gone is the fourth. So maybe I'll talk about others later. But, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Pick page 65. I don't have the book. Were you into Goosebump books as a kid? Yeah, I was huge into Goosebumps. I, I collected more than I actually read, but I did read some. I remember the Goosebumps book where they went to the mall. Goosebumps mall, and they were all like the mannequins came to life. I guess Goosebumps mall doesn't really get the search done. Shop till you drop. That's what it was called. I remember that one. That was scary. Actually, this is kind of funny. Goosebumps books. What other books do I remember? I remember the ones that they turned into TV shows, like, weren't the ones that I read. Whoa. Dude, did R.L. Stein have a ghostwriter? Because there's a lot of books here. Stay Out of the Basement. They turned that one into, like, a, a VHS movie, right? Say Cheese and Die. I definitely read that one. Take pictures of people and they die, I think. Something like that. Uh, do, do, do. Probably younger p- kids in here that are like, what the fuck? What's Goosebumps? There's so many of these books. Go Eat Worms. What a title of a book. There's another one where, like, the guy was carrying, the book cover was like a a guy carrying a head. 
I remember reading that one. How I Got My Shrunken Head. Is that what it's called? What a funny name. How I Got My Shrunken Head. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. They were read that one. Fuck, this is nostalgia like crazy. Is what I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I was obsessed with collecting Goosebumps, but I, I like didn't read a lot. I definitely didn't watch the the shows because sci-fi was always a, the me I like the reading sci-fi if I was going to dive instead of watching it because they were like you know I mean they were kind of shitty here it is goosebumps they're all available there's got to be so many funny gifs and clips from these old goosebumps shows if I had time, I would watch them, just clip them out, put them on my. Hi. All right. <laughs> Goosebumps. What a trip. Um, Just read Catcher with a glass arm. What's that? Title should be Preston Wilson is both a nephew and stepson of former Matt. I think that, that would, people would be interested, but I, I mean, I don't want to. Uh, Preston might not enjoy that title. Are you super pumped yet, John Boy, or still hesitant? Oh, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. Baseball. I mean, you know, Corona can happen, and the people that respond to every tweet with, like, oh, why are you getting so excited? It's not going to happen. They're just going to shut it down. Shut up. Let us just be happy for two seconds. If I have to be sad in a week, I'll be sad in a week. Let me be happy for one week and think about, you know, extra inning rules and, and expanded rosters and who's going to be on the taxi squad and who's going to be the pinch runner in, in the 10th inning. Let people, let people, you know, dream for like a week. You don't have, there's people out there just responding to every single tweet. Like, it's not even going to happen. Oh, I don't even get so excited. Shut up. If I have to be sad in a week, I'll be sad in a week. We all will. Let me enjoy the interim for two seconds. Someone in Periscope said, good stuff with Kester yesterday. He's obsessed with you guys. Kester's awesome, man. Like when you meet him in person, he's just, he's really, really nice. He's been nothing but nice to us. Uh, Michael K is awesome. That was fun calling in. They didn't expect me. Producer was like, what? What are you calling in about? <laughs> ah. Joy Thieves, yeah. Do you still want us to send recommendations for players or towns? Yeah, send them in. Send them to uh, Morning by John Boy on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, Producer Luke will, will add them to the list. It'll be fun. The Talking Yanks question. Do we get a Sharp Stats episode now? Yeah, we. Jake and I literally, before I sat down to do this, Jake's in the other room, literally, like we're like, hey, do we, uh, you know, we, we change all our plans now. And I want to, yeah, we'll get Katie on, do some 60-game seasons if she wants to. Of course, I'd like to. Uh, let's see. Sometimes I share the schedule. For today, maybe that'll interest you guys. We're doing JJR at 10 o'clock. We have a call with our sales guy at 11. We're interviewing the the director, producer of a documentary about Japanese baseball, Summer Koshian. And then I'm doing a virtual suite with Adoni Batista, David Cohn, and Jack Curry tonight. So that's a long day. Big gap. From 12 to 5, there's nothing. Because we're doing the interview at 6. Big gap. Huge gap. Weirdest baseball season since 1994. Oh, yeah. Going to be a weird baseball season. 
I cannot believe they're doing a trade deadline. That's going to be nuts. I, I can't think a lot of guys move. And I was just reading today about how the, there's going to be independent leagues that blossom, and a lot of those guys might get a chance to be injury replacements because the team is fucked up. The teams aren't, like, doing minor league games or anything, so they can only pull from their 60-man taxi squad or whatever. So then there's these these stadiums that are going to be doing independent league baseball, and teams may dip into the independent league to sign a guy for spot start here or there, sign a guy. Like, it's very weird. It's like you'd rather be, for this summer, you'd rather be an independent ball player lighting up the independent league than a minor league player on a in a system that's just like, being told, like, hey, we can't use you. Sit out. You're not part of the 60-man tax squad. Very weird. But anyway, I'm going to play some uh, – do a breakdown on, on Adam Jones' first home run in Japan. Did anything interesting happen with it? Is it just, a, like, a home run? Is it, like, a walk-off? Did pitcher try to throw at him first? Like you know, it's if it's just a home run, there's probably nothing to talk about. Home runs most boring highlight in all sports. It's, unless they hit it 500 feet, it's like oh, there's there a home run. Do you see them start Domingo right after his suspension in playoffs? No. No, I mean you'd have to. That would be nuts. The guy hasn't pitched for a year. And you're just going to start him in a playoff game? That would be insane. It really just doesn't kind of make sense. But anyway. All right. I'm going to play the song by Felice Brothers, Whiskey in My Whiskey. And then we're going to end the show. And everyone's going to go have a great day and enjoy. Baseball is back. Did you see runner on second and extras? Yeah, I was tweeting about it all day yesterday. Talked about it on Talking Baseball today. It's it's bad. It's Unless you really like sack, sack bunts, sack flies, intentional walks, and double plays. That's the only thing it induces. And, like, probably, like, a lot of walk-offs that aren't going to be celebrated because, well, one, they can't really celebrate, but whatever. I put some whiskey into my whiskey. All right, I'm out. Have a great day. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with me and tuning in. I appreciate it. Is Clint going to be like a fifth outfielder after Sockman, Gardy, Stanton, Andujar? Hold on. Why don't you have Judge in there? Or Hicks? Judge, Hicks, Stanton, Gardner, Talkman, five. So then Clint would be like the sixth outfielder. I, I think Clint's getting taxi squatted. I don't see him cracking that, but whatever. Talk about that all on Talking Yanks. We're going to go deep dive onto it tomorrow. See you later. Have a good day. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs>